Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. This episode of Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is dedicated to the memory of Jerry Cook of J. Cook Fly Rods in St. James, Missouri. Jerry, you are sorely missed by your fly fishing buddies. You travel with us on every drift down the river, my friend. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors. I'm Bill Cooper, and I have in the studio with me Jerry Cook and Daryl Hyman, and we're going to talk about trout fishing at the trout parks. We're awesome. extremely fortunate in the state of Missouri, man, to have four grand trout parks that people, you know, of man, all walks of life go to. You can yeah. be just a beginner, or you can be an expert fly fisherman, Jerry, and be able to enjoy these parks. And uh, we've got one right close to us here out of uh, St. James, Missouri, uh, Merrimack Spring Park, which is, I guess, the most unusual of the four parks because Merrimack Spring Park is owned by the James Foundation. It's a private foundation. Right. We're very fortunate to have them in this part of the country. And they, too, have the shortest spring branch of all the four trout parks. And the other three are all state parks. We're going to talk about them just a little okay. bit later. But, uh, Jerry, you're very familiar with Merrimack Spring Park and have fished down there during the regular season as well as the winter trout uh, fishing season. And uh, you're a fly fisherman, and there's not a lot of room at Merrimack Spring for fly fishermen, but you can still catch fish with that technique. You can still catch fish with that technique. You do a lot of roll casting. You're not going to do much overhead casting. Yeah, there's a lot of trees around there. There's a, a lot, lot of trees. And i got th- a lot of flies hanging up in those yeah, trees. Yeah, <laughs> one thing I learned at an early age, the fish are not in the trees. Well, I'll I tell you, I've fished up there a lot, you know. And, and actually, what first brought me to this part of the world, I was superintendent of Merrimack Spring Park for a number of years. And that was back before they had the campground down there. So in the wintertime, I spent a lot of time going up down that spring branch with a long-handled saw. Yeah. You know, I didn't want those trees to look like Christmas trees all year round. Right, exactly. <laughs> So pulled down a lot of lures and a lot of got some of my flies back, but uh, how how long is that run there, Bill? On that string, you know, you said it's the, the spring, shortest. Section? It, it's about a half a mile. Okay, a little over okay. half a mile. And uh, of course, boy, it'd be a good bit longer if you could fish above the bridge and get yeah. up there closer to those holding that's pools right. in the spring. Yeah. But hey, that's just for looks. Yeah, we get yeah. to go look at some of the really big fish. I remember the day when I was there. Uh, Spence Turner used to be our state trout biologist. He's gone now, but uh, I was around in 73 when Spence put the first stocking of brown trout in the river. Well, a lot of those jokers came all the way upstream into the spring branch up there in the spring, and boy, everybody fed them, and some of those things got real hefty, like 10 and 12 pounds. Wow. I don't know where they all went. I think the park staff ate them, you know. <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's amazing how uh, they'll stock browns in the river now, and they 
migrate back up to the hatchery oh they they sure do uh, you know just this last fall they stocked i guess several thousand browns in uh the river and it's an interesting story because they use them at the hatchery ahead of the rainbows to kind of catch a copepod that gets on the gills of the rainbow and it completes its life cycle kind of stresses the fish well when it gets on the gills of the browns the copepod dies but they don't want to keep those fish to large sizes, so about 12, 13 inches of throwing them in the river. But there's usually some big ones in the mix. Yeah. How, how far do they go downriver um, wow. in that section? That's a good question, Darrell. Uh, there's a huge research project going on now to try to answer some of those questions because they've always had trouble with browns in the river, particularly if they, spot, uh, they stock smaller sizes. They disappear in a hurry. Some of us think the big smallmouth are treating them like oh. trout candy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> trout candy. <laughs> yeah. There's some big smallmouth down through there. Uh, there are. Uh, there really are, but don't tell anybody that. Uh, okay, <laughs> too late. <laughs> But, Jared, there's some new things coming up uh, with Merrimack Spring Park uh, coming up in 2020. Going to be some new regulations as yep. such. Can you tell us some, about that? Well, it's going to be a big experiment, really, uh, before they contemplate even implementing these uh, new rules in the other parks. And, you know, back to what you said earlier, we are very fortunate to have four good trout parks in the state of Missouri. And if I talked to some of my customers on the east coast or the west coast they can't believe that we have such resources here but uh, uh, the way i understand it is uh, the fee is going up uh, a dollar uh, but you can throw in another dollar at merrimack and get five fish yeah that's the big experiment that's going to be the only park where this is going to take place you're now paying three dollars for a trout tag that's for four fish they're going to go to five and five dollars so there's a fee increase in there as well but nothing like say another dollar and you can keep five fish right i love those days when we could keep five fish but uh, anglers of 15 and under will pay three dollars so well, and you know, up a dollar as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what people don't realize, it cost about a dollar, I believe, is a dollar thirty or something to raise a fish. Yeah. So and it's it, still a bargain. Oh, it's a real bargain. And uh, these guys haven't had a pay increase since, I don't know, like 1990. It's been quite a while. Quite a while. Well, there's three other parts we need to talk about. And boy, you know how time flies. But uh, I'm going to talk about my favorite trout park and that's montauk it's just uh, uh south of salem there and the montauk is just a gorgeous place out yes. in the hills you know i was actually a naturalist at bennett springs many years ago back in the late 70s and i supervised the uh, naturalist at montauk and i didn't stay long at bennett it was a little too crowded for me if i could have <laughs> been at station at montauk i'd probably still be out in those hills mm. you know but uh, montauk is one of the parks that has uh, i think it's three different uh uh, fishing zones zones that's correct yeah and there's yeah. a and there's space just for the fly fish exactly and uh of course we like that you know but uh i think montauk is probably the prettiest of all of the parks uh, well we you have. could start a real fight yeah you could <laughs> in that could. regard because everybody has their their likes and dislikes about the various parks but uh, I, I do agree with you i think montauk's the most beautiful and there's a lot more spring branch there i think about a mile and a half uh, in those three zones if 
if I'm not mistaken. So you you can fly fish and fish one zone. I think it's just artificial lures. Fish another one where you can use baits or artificial yeah. lures. And there's a catch and release area in the fly fishing zone as well. I that, think that's now, correct. How, how long is. is that run, guys, uh, at Montauk? You know, compared to like Merrimack Springs. It's a well, the whole spring branch is like a mile and a half. No, okay. Fly okay. fishing Quite zone. Yeah. yeah, fly fishing zone. I'm guessing here, but I think about a half a mile, between quarter and a half. Probably something like that. Yeah. 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 No more That's than that. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, it is, because you can really spread out. You can get in those fly fishing zones sometimes. There's not a lot of people there. So, yeah. Uh, you have room to do that double haul and get your flies higher up in the trees if you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> This might be a great place where, to use a Euro-Nampic Where, where there's fewer fish, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the cool thing is, man, you can go down there, and, and it's uh, more natural conditions because yeah. you get mm-hmm. a lot of bug hatches down. I wish we had Mark Van Patten on the show. He can tell yeah. us the the types of aquatic insects and bugs that are in all of these parks. Uh, he's, he's pretty astounding. But, hey, the, That's neat. the great and beautiful place. They have camping facilities there, uh, cabins, and some old CCC cabins as well. Just it's a, a good campground, too. Oh, it is. It's huge. And a lot of it's right along the spring branch. People like to be close to the water. Yeah, we were uh, fortunate to sell the uh, that cabin right next to Tanvat to mm-hmm. a gentleman. That, and he's actually, I, I think, rents that out from time to time. It's really nice right at the end it of the It would have been sweet branch. if you'd have bought that for your buddies, you know. Darling. I know. I know. All, all, your, all your new fly fishing buddies <laughs> it's a really cool place I mean, all right let's nice. skip across the state over uh towards lebanon bennett spring state park uh this is one of the oldest parks in the system and they tell you jerry but it's the most popular trout yep. park of the four it and is and i think it has like is it wow a couple miles of spring branch i i think, I think it's, it's a little more yeah it, it's a long uh branch there though and uh it pulls a lot of people out of Kansas City, and uh, uh, well, it actually, it pulls people from all over the state. But it's real popular with the Kansas City people. Well, if you go back in history, I mean, it's said that uh, Missouri's trout fishing tradition is said to have begun at Bennett Spring. That's the what f- I understand. Yeah, it was our first trout park, and today, again, hate to rub it in, still the most popular. And <laughs> many claim it's world trout class fishing. Yeah class trout fishing there but uh, you've got all that spring branch to fish and of course uh, if you want to wander down to the niangua boy there's some terrific brown trout fishing there as well that's some good water down there i have fished it some uh not as often as i would like um jeff trigg is a guy that i would like to fish with you know you're familiar with jeff uh, oh, yes and uh, an outstanding guide and I uh, would love to smallmouth fish with him because he that's his forte. Well, he can catch a lot of those in the Niangua as well. Exactly. But, but again, there's three zones there. Man, there's a beautiful uh, lodge and dining facility there. And I think one of the finest stores in the four trout parks there. Yeah. And Jim Rogers. Jim still, Rogers. Uh-huh. Jim Rogers. Boy, uh, hey, take a fly fishing course from them this guy's one of the most phenomenal guys with a fly rod in his hand I've ever seen. We had a bunch of riders over there one time, and he laid a line out, wow, I want to say 40 or 50 feet, and he just flicked that rod a little bit, stuck his left hand out, and the fly landed in the palm of his oh hand. Oh, my gosh. And that's I said, amazing. That's a fluke. And I said that. He stood there and did it about six times in a row. You know? yeah, he, <laughs> he is really good with a fly rod. And uh, and you're right. That's an outstanding uh, store that he has there. And 
I like the restaurant there too. They oh, serve I up some too. beautiful, pretty, yeah, beautiful, pretty beautiful good food. place. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Roaring River State Park. That's located in the southwest Ozark Hills, and boy, it's a steep, narrow valley and real rough landscape there. In fact, on most of that stream they don't even allow you to wade Mm -hmm. so you're looking at a lot of bank fishing opportunities there but keep your eyes open i've only fished there a couple times but several years ago i was there and i kept seeing these trout rising on the other side and everybody was on the side i was on i said well there's no sign says you can't fish over there so i walked way around went over that side forecast caught my four fish and as i was leaving boy you should have seen the crowd moving to the other side (laughs) (laughs) but beautiful place down there and and one of the most beautiful the spring branches i think as well too in spring bubble up right from a bluff just a beautiful place another beautiful facility there you know since state parks got their money and they've bought that's a nice place yeah Yeah. i've stayed there that's super have you did you fish I did not fish. We well, had, forgive me. I know. We had, we had a ranch like three or four miles from there that we were selling, and I would always stay there when I went down there. I wish I had time to fish because it's a gorgeous place. Good restaurant there, too. Yeah, but they've got two and a half miles of spring branch. You get further down towards Roaring River itself, it's, it really takes on a wild characteristic. That well, uh, that whole area down there is pretty uh, hilly and uh, pretty wild, actually. Cassville and... Yeah, of course, uh, Tim at uh, Tim Slice Shop there. Yep. Great place. Hey, we're about to run out of time here, but I'm Bill Cooper with Living the Dream Outdoors. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.